the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. I want to keep high quality paralegals and associates in the office. I don't necessarily want to be bogged down with training and supervising somebody scanning the mail. The receptionist at Smith can do such a better job at maintaining the emotional tenor that's necessary to answer the phone than someone else who's bogged down in the work of the firm and needs to be a little bit more emotionally neutral when it comes to just getting a task done. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, Tyson, I just was talking to our guest about my awesome trip to Morocco. Um, it's funny, we didn't share any of the photos or anything on social media while we were gone because we didn't want people to know that we were on another continent and I'm just sort of tweeting them out or sending them out little by little and everybody thinks I'm still there so it's been sort of funny dude your photos I told you this before they're awesome and, and part of it is it's that awesome new iPhone but the the pictures are just so cool yeah the colors were amazing we went to this one town called Chef, Chef Shawan which is uh, known as the Blue City all the buildings are painted blue, and the colors just came back really nicely. I think that's the thing that I like the most about it. Is your, the colors of the picture are just so cool. And I think it's, I was I was a little envious. I was a little jealous. So so uh, one of the only things you made me jealous about. So pretty cool. It's a really easy trip. It's only a six-hour flight from New York City, so it was totally doable. Um, we. Uh, we had a great time, and it was good good to get away. But our guest today is Devin Slavinsky. She's an active member in the Facebook group. She has lots of good advice for people. So I, I reached out to her last week to see if she was interested in coming on the show, and she graciously has. So, Devin, thanks for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I, I'm glad to be here with you, Jim and Tyson. You guys have put together a really great group, and it has helped my law practice tremendously. That's awesome to hear. I, every time I hear that, it makes me feel great. So that's awesome. So. Tell, tell us a little bit, Devin, about yourself, about your firm, and how you got to this. Sure. So I came here through a pretty uh, unintended path. I was a legal aid attorney. I came out of law school at a time where the economy was really down. That was not necessarily the first thing I wanted to do. Um, but I got a job as a legal aid attorney here in Reddit, Virginia, and worked there for three years. Um, I decided, you know, I thought there could be some new ways to help serve lower-income folks. So after putting a lot of thought into it, I started a nonprofit organization. Um, 
that was designed to help lower income folks get access to legal services. And I did that for a little while. And on the back end of that, I thought, you know, not everything I want to do is going to be nonprofit oriented. So I started another law practice on the side that I never intended to do a whole lot with actively. And that was Slovinsky Law. Um, the nonprofit ended up taking 15 months instead of the average three to get its 1023 approval, its IRS 501c3 approval, and we ran out of funding in the meantime. So I decided I was going to make a go with Slovinsky Law. It was never my intention off the bat, but here I was. I um, had got back from a trip to London and had to make some tough decisions, and I decided I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and that was the thing for me to do. So I learned a lot about family law in law school and decided that was going to be my gig. I spent a lot of time reading up on technology and putting systems together to try to run an effective law practice. And that's how I got where I am now. So when did Solinsky Law become your main focus? So I got back from a six-week uh, trip to London in about December of 2017, I was there with the American Ends of Court. When I got back from that, that's when I had to make those tough decisions. And I went full time with Slovinsky Law after shutting down the nonprofit um, December of 2017. So what did it look like when you started in 2017 and what does it look like now? So back in 2017, it was me with no money in the bank because we had um gone through everything trying to put the nonprofit together. It was me in a little tiny office by myself, um, just hoping I could get clients to knock on the door and waiting for them to come ringing. And now I've gotten to a point where we can't handle all the people coming in. Um, I have gone through waxes and wanes and staff, and I'm a little bit more on a contractor bent right now. And that really goes into a little bit of what um, I want to talk about today about building a more robust law practice. And I think that's a big part of it too, is being a little bit less reliant on employees and using your contractors as much as you can and understanding, you know, the places for each, um, for each of those type of person. So, um, you know, we went from almost no revenue to a decent amount of revenue in a certain, in a, an amount of time.